Welcome to Fides Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I'm your host. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Fides is Latin for faith and truth, and that's what we do on this show is talk about truth and talk about faith. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, the great song that you're hearing in the background is my friend Frank Camp. You could find him on Spotify. Great song. This song is called Heaven Can Wait. But thanks for being here, and let's get right to it. Okay, welcome to another edition of Feed Ace Podcast. My name is Jerry Serino, and I am your host, and I'm here with talent on loan from Rush. Uh, my guest today is the executive director of LifeNet in New Jersey, Christine Flaherty. Christine, thanks for being here. Oh, it's a joy to be with you, Jerry. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. So um, I had you on because I um, wanted to learn a little bit more about um, your organization, LifeNet. And so I'm hoping that you can share with me uh, what LifeNet is, what it does, and then ultimately we'll get in at the very end to how everyone can find you. Oh, wonderful, Jerry. So we were spawned about 26 years ago when, you know, I was thinking today, we all stand on, on the shoulders of people, Christians that have come before us. And, and uh, there is a very powerful person in the pro-life movement by the name of Greg Cunningham. And he uh, created a paradigm shift in the pro-life movement because he uh, had the idea that since Planned Parenthood has literally thousands and thousands of people working full-time to destroy babies, that the pro-life movement needed to get full-time people working professionals, that is, to, to save them. Mm -hmm. And I heard Greg speak at a convention in 1994, and he said this, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was talking to me. He said, look, we, we need to level the playing field. We need full-time professionals working at this. Because I had been sidewalk counseling in my, in my hometown for five or six years, and, uh, you know, it was, it was hard for me to give up a, a Saturday morning, um, but that's all I could do. And as Greg Cunningham spoke, he said, you know, he was really speaking to, to things I understood because he said, you know, volunteers have just a few hours a week to devote to saving children. And meanwhile, the abortion industry is so profitable. We really, we need people working on big projects that can advance our cause. And I really saw what he was saying. At the time I was working as a chemical engineer and um, I, I, was, I remember being at work sizing pumps and, and pipelines and thinking, gosh, here I am doing this. And back home in my hometown, they're, they're destroying babies, 100 babies a week, and they still do that to this day. And, um, and, not short, and, and shortly after that, I heard Greg uh, Cunningham speak and it, it, just, it just really was a Holy Spirit moment. And my, my, my sidewalk counseling friend happened to be sitting next to me at that conference and she was a computer programmer. And we, we LifeNet then was a, a one month old uh, organization and they invited us uh, to a seminar on how to raise your own support to be able to do this full time. And, and that's how we started. And that was uh, coming on 26 years ago. And we've wow. really come a long way. The pro-life movement has come such a long way since then, you know? 
Yes, it certainly has. And that's, it's, it's great to know the history to that and how, how you were kind of moved. And it's, and it's funny because, you know, when we look at Planned Parenthood and in these groups, they're given massive, massive amounts of money, taxpayer money, our money from the government that takes it from us first, of course, and they get funded that way. And then they use it and obviously turn it around and donate it to the politicians they want. The pro-life movement is completely independent. It, it's it's the, the same money comes from the same people, right? It's from the, the people, the taxpayers, but at least we're not just handed a big old check every year. Um, so I, you know, you, New Jersey, I used to live in New Jersey for a very short period of time, a long time ago, but um, New Jersey is a very liberal state. And, um, you know, wh- how was you, the, your reception in your group and, and other pro-life groups is the reception in New Jersey? So, you know, looking back when, when we started 26 years ago, things were way worse than they are now in terms of hostility for the pro-life cause, even in churches, Jerry. And, and uh, a lot of people didn't invite us in, but as time went on, we, we, we got lots and lots of invitations and we became known in the state. At that time, we were starting to be invited into the public schools to do both pro-life and purity presentations. Um, we call them sexual integrity presentations now because abstinence has gotten a very bad, that the word has connotations that we don't want it to have. So we use the word sexual integrity, but as, it, as time goes on, when, when good public school health teachers retire, it turns out that very often the new people that replace them, if they're not ardently pro-life or ardently want the young people to hear a good message, it's just easier not to invite them in. But for a long time, we were invited to the same public schools year after year. And actually the public schools would let us show a short graphic video. We had, we had huge conversions in public schools, but the, the public schools felt like they, for example, in pro-life presentations that they ha- would have to invite Planned Parenthood in, which we loved because, uh, you know, once, once you're shown the truth, it's very, um, it's irrefutable. But the truth be told, we don't get into very many public schools these days, but the, the churches are wide open. And that is, that is a real blessing. So you're focused on, yeah, and I, I had a feeling it would be tough to get into the, the public schools. What about private schools, you know, Catholic schools, other other Christian oh, schools? Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, we can even get into colleges. Uh, we've spoken in medical schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yes, that's wide open. And it, what all it takes is someone with an ardent desire to invite us in. And mm-hmm. our presentations are factual and footnoted and, and yeah. just facts, you know? Well, what I what I liked that you said is that uh, you you were saying that in some cases Planned Parenthood was was supposed to or allowed to come in, and you were you, you said I'm fine with that, right? I mean, we in in a way, I mean, obviously, love, love yeah, it. yeah. I mean, I I do too. I was just talking to someone else, and we were talking about censorship, and um, you know, I would never support censorship of the other side on any of the issues that I believe in. Because number one, it's freedom of speech. Number two, I want them to explain what they are and who they are and what they believe because it's wrong and it has no logic, you know, fact or basis for of truth. So I want them to be seen. And 
unfortunately, they want to shut us up. So it's, it is good to see that you're getting in places in making a difference. Yeah, so we so when we started, we we were brand new and we created standard talks. And it really, we don't just send anyone out there. We rigorously train our speakers, Jerry, so that they really have a, a, a working knowledge of this issue. And we work very hard to make our presentations impactful. We've studied this. And of course, uh, the, there's a wonderful book called Brain Rules. And it was written by uh, a, a, a professor who won uh, teacher of the year, year after year. But one thing that that book taught us was that um, visuals, the visual sense of the five senses, the visual sense trumps them all. And so for that reason, we, we are very invested in, in using visuals and also multimedia, PowerPoints, um, and videos, the, the video so often on our feedback surveys, that video convinced me never to get an abortion. Mm -hmm. And we also use skits and, and demonstrations to, to keep the presentations interesting because really for a presentation to be interesting, you have to change subjects every, every 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so we really work hard at making our presentations fun and impactful because most of our audiences are young. And yeah. so we work hard at making them uh, exciting and memorable. Good, yeah, you know, I, I, I completely agree. That's, that's the right way to go. Otherwise people lose interest and yeah. um, you know, making them fun is good. So, hey, I wanted to um, um, sort of finish up with asking you about the Pro-Life Coalition in New Jersey. Uh, we have that similar in, in Ohio where we have a number of pro-life groups and just certainly the you know, Cleveland Right to Life and Columbus and Cincinnati, and um, they formed a coalition. Tell me about yours in New Jersey. So, yes, we, we are a little envious of, of Ohio because you're a little uh, better situated politically than we are. But I am thrilled, Jerry, that the pro-life movement in New Jersey is working together like never before. And so we have all different sorts of pro-life ministries, evangelical, Catholic, um, of all sorts. And uh, we are working together on common goals. And we decided from the get-go, we've been meeting for about five years now, and we decided that we were going to take an incremental approach to uh, the abortion problem in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, there's, there's conversations to be said on this, but, you know, this, this is an important issue because some people are all or nothing, but that really does, is, does not make sense in my book. Um, we decided that uh, starting trying to ban late-term abortion, poll after poll after poll shows that Americans do not want late-term abortions and they do not want taxpayer money going for late-term abortions. So we decided that we would start there. And uh, together with many churches of all denominations, we uh, sent our New Jersey legislators 123,000 postcards. And although that bill, we, it's called the Pain Capable Unborn Child Protection Act, has not moved yet, whenever we meet with legislators or their staff, they always mention the postcards because some of them got piles of postcards. 
And this is one example of a coalition working on a single project. And, and also Jerry, being Catholic, um, we, we, uh, we decided that we would adopt a mass project and we set a goal of 2,400 masses by the end of 2020. Well, we hit our goal um, in the fall and it was the day, the day we made our goal was the day that Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed to the US Supreme Court. So we know, we know it's fundamental. Prayer and fasting are fundamental to whatever we do and we take it very seriously. And then we have other projects around that. So, um, so anyway, it's a, it's a real blessing. Of course, the, the evangelicals, they're not involved in the mass project, but, but they certainly are in the prayer and fasting project. We have hundreds of people praying every first, praying and fasting every first Friday of the month. We have um, at, at least 50 people praying the rosary on, on a conference call every week. So we really take the prayer and fasting seriously. Excellent. Oh, that's great to hear about the coalition. And it's, it's basically joining forces right against, uh, against a common enemy, so to speak. Uh, uh, Mary, if I could just mention also, sure. so, so if we have a lot to learn from, from prior successful social movements. So just for example, um, the gay rights movement, you know, they used an incremental approach. They did not, though we wish they hadn't been so successful, they didn't start with gay marriage from, from right out of the gate. They started with civil unions. And so, and, and, and so people get acclimated and they get educated uh, on, a, on a given topic. And so just as the, the rainbow flag and, um, and also other symbols like um, the, the, um, the pink breast cancer awareness symbol, um, it's, it's, uh, it's super recognizable. And the goal in New Jersey is to get our baby feet symbol um, everywhere. And what we're telling pro-life people, no matter what, if they're working for 40 days for life, or if they're, if they're having an event at their church, to always show this symbol. And it's getting into people's head. Again, the visual sense trumps all the other senses. And we even have our bishops, we have pictures of, of the bishop holding the baby feet symbol is super powerful. So we have distributed close to 70,000 car magnets in New Jersey. And it's a really beautiful thing when you're driving down the highway and you see cars with this baby feet symbol, it's super powerful. And, and now we're getting other states to, um, to ask us for car magnets. And if anyone wants one, it's easy, babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com. We'd love to send you one, babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com. So this is another thing that the coalition has adopted and it is the, the pro-life uh, symbol of New Jersey and now it's spreading to other states as well. It's oh. not hard to put on your car. Lots of churches are having weekends where they're distributing in their churches. It's super powerful and it's an easy project. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, that 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 um, it's it's a good good spot to end because I was going to ask you, you know, how else, you know, how could everyone find you, uh, whether they're in New Jersey or they're they're outside of there, and um, uh, find out more about your organization and what you do, and also support you. Oh, that's beautiful, Terry. <clears throat> 
So our, our website is lifenateducation.org, lifenateducation.org. Um, or, or if you want a baby feet magnet, you can reach us always babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com. Excellent. Excellent. So that was lifenateducation.org or babyfeetmagnet at gmail.com as well uh, via email. Uh, Christine Flaherty, thanks so much for being here. This was a great conversation. You're doing great work uh, in a tough state, um, but, <laughs> but you're making progress. So, uh, so that's, that's pretty impressive at, uh, to do what you're doing in New Jersey. So um, LifeNet uh, is a great organization. Uh, please check it out, Life neteducation.org. You can find it on uh, Facebook as well and, and social media. Uh, Christine Flatterty, Flatterty, Executive Director of LifeNet. Christine, thanks for being here. Wonderful to be with you, Terry. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank all of you for listening to another episode of Fides Podcast with Christine Flaherty of uh, LifeNet. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon. 